Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. Big Bad Brad. Cold hard facts. Cold hard facts. Here we are again. Been a while though. It has been. Been yeah. a long time between drinks. Yeah, we've been smashing them out the park early on, and then we came to a screaming halt, didn't it? Yeah, it all got busy, and yeah, we went away to China. A bit of travel, yeah. and saw the power good. take on uh, the Saints. I don't remember seeing the, the actual footy, but <laughs> there, we, we, were there. we were there. Just sampling their local beers in the Pirate Life area. Yeah, exactly that was right. That was yeah. good. I, mean, I think we hit a uh, tuk-tuk that night, didn't we? I think we did, yeah. Just cruising around Shanghai. After, and after 11 in Pirate Lives. Yeah, 11 in Pirate Lives. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put that up on our, uh, on our um, website. website. Yeah, just for a bit of fun. Um, but um, anyway, guys, we've got a special guest uh, on the line today uh, from Advantage Air. You there, Phil? Yeah, mate. Yeah, how you going? Good, Phil. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, very well. That's good. Thanks for coming on today. No worries. You're welcome. Cool. So, um, just for those that aren't familiar with uh, Advantage Air, mate, and, and the products that you provide and the services you offer, can you just sort of fill us in a bit of background there? Yeah, so um, Advantage Air is a family business. Um, started in 1990 um, out of a garage in, in Perth, uh, basically manufacturing flexible duct. Um, right. Went from flexible duct, quickly moved into other componentry, our exact air fittings, which is a you know, replacement of your, your BTOs, I guess, an improvement on the BTO concept. Yeah. Um, and then we've moved into to controls, air conditioning controls, and then later more recently into other smart home controls. Sure. Um, still a family business. Um, and yeah, yeah. So we're moving into the, into the smart home controls these days. So that's, that's an interesting uh, transition. So you went from flexible duct into the home smart systems. What, what was the thought process behind that, Phil? I think it was a natural progression. So you go from manufacturing flexible duct as a way to, to start the business and then it led into um, ways to innovate. Um, yeah. What can we do better? How can we improve? Um, and obviously, me me being a fridgey myself, um, first coming to Advantage Air, one of the biggest game changers for me was our exact air fittings um, yeah. that we manufactured. So for like going out there speaking to people on site that have never seen these things before, introducing an exact air um, to them, which is yeah our replacement for a BTO, yeah, uh, just totally simplifies the whole installation process. Um, they can, the installers can tape all their their necks on the ground, so do all the taping on the ground, and then take the fittings up in the roof and basically clip them all together. Yeah, um, sure. Whereas in the past, through through my apprenticeship, and I'm sure you guys have been through the same thing. Um, you'd normally be up there in the roof all day, sweating it out, taping up, um, yeah, taping up BTOs, yeah. Yeah. And so, what's the what's the difference between that type of fitting that you've got and the, your normal sort of damper? Just explain that a little bit, just so people get a bit of a an idea of what the exact air fitting is about. Yeah. So, I mean, your normal BTO fitting is obviously um, a large circular type fitting, um, and inside that fitting, it's you've got a a large internal pivot, so mm-hmm. like a big one big blade inside. So mm-hmm. when you're opening and closing zone motors or dampers, quite often you open you open that damper by 10%, but you let you know, 70 or 80% of the airflow through. So yeah. it's really difficult to control airflow. Um, 
our system uses opposed blade dampers, um, so that the air co- airflow control is much more refined. So we can we can control the amount of air to each room much better. Um, so when you're opening at 10%, you're not getting 70% of the air. You're getting closer to 10%. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Um, uh, then obviously there's the installation side. So a BTO, you have to take that big big fitting up in the roof, take, take your flexible duct on. Um, with our fitting, you, you can actually disconnect the, the necks off the fitting, right. take them up on the ground, and then once the fitting's you've taken the fitting up in the roof and found the perfect spot for it, take your duct up and clip it in. Um, yeah. So quite often the guys doing existing homes, they'll go and cut their, their hole in the ceiling for the diffuser. Yeah. They'll feed the neck up through the hole and pull it back to the fitting and just clip it straight in. So there's one guy down below, one guy in the roof, and the, once all those necks are taped on, the duct works like a 20-minute job. Yeah, right. Happy days. Yeah. And, and so, um, aside from the, um, the exact air fitting, uh, Phil, what, what other differences can you see? Because obviously, uh, the home hub type system uh, or home automation systems are coming through uh, quicker and quicker. But what, what sort of differences do you see with yours compared to, say, a competitor? Yeah, well, I guess, um, I guess circling back to that previous question, probably got sidetracked with the exact airs. But we went from the, you know, the flexible duct to the exact air is the first place we innovated. And then we've moved on from there. So it naturally led into into controls, air conditioning controls. Yeah. Um, it started off quite simple and, and got more um, advanced as we went, adding more and more features, um, you know, right up until where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I, think, I think going from air conditioning controls to smart home is like a natural progression yeah. um, because... I mean, air conditioning controls are designed to be in an Australian roof. Um, yeah. You know, it's, they're designed to have those electronics up in the roof. So to do the smart home thing, it's like our products, the way we've designed and everything is all, already tried and tested to work in Australian homes, in Australian roofs. Mm. In the extreme temperatures uh, during Absolutely. the summer and all that type of thing, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So it certainly gets hot up, hot up in the roof, doesn't it? It certainly does, Which... yep. I wish we could uh, invent a cooling suit of some sort. That'd be lovely. It would be nice, yeah. <laughs> Um, so obviously that that uh, electronic equipment's got to be able to withstand um, those extreme temperatures as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All our all our smart home controls is basically designed to be installed in a ceiling space, so it's you know, it doesn't have to be installed in the customer's house, taking up cupboard space or anything like that. Yeah. As long as there's access to it, yeah, you know, it's fine to be up in the roof. Yeah, and and Wi-Fi um, is goes part and parcel with this tablet um yep. it's and we're seeing i mean in our own business we're seeing more and more people sort of asking for it do you think it's yep. a generational thing or do you think uh there's you know it, it's sort of um oldies and youngies both wanting to to control it by wi-fi you seeing trends there yeah i think i think um the oldies are and i mean this this whole concept the the buyer and the wi-fi control started off as being a a simple way to add smart home control. So simplifying it, lots of people think smart home and smart controls means it's, you know, really, really technical. It's hard to, it's hard to work out, but the yeah. whole concept from the very first Maya was big, big buttons on the screen. So mm. anyone can use it. And I think people hear about Wi-Fi control and they're like oldies, they're interested in it. Um, yeah. And I hear about other people, like say you got your younger generation that probably can't afford your ducted system and they got their Wi-Fi splits and stuff like that. Mm. 
older people who have got money are definitely interested in it. And when they learn about the Maya and they actually see the Maya product firsthand, mm. um, you know, it's a no-brainer for them to put it in their home. Yeah. And I think that if, if Wi-Fi is a, a, an optional extra, there's there's that sort of market that will say, oh, look, I can't be bought. If I have to pay extra for it, I'm not worried about it. But if it's yeah. if it's part and parcel to the actual um, system itself, then I think people embrace it more. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think once upon a time, you know, going back only a couple of years ago, um, you know, uh, a smart product was defined as a product that could be controlled by Wi-Fi. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's that's the case anymore. They need to do more than just have an app on your phone you can turn on and off. They need yeah. to have other other functions and features, which the Maya has with it, you know, its temperature sensors and its motion sensors and all the rest of it. Um, so I think I think the, the market's slowly moving away from that. It's a smart product if it's got Wi-Fi because you've got all these products out in the market today. You can get a Wi-Fi app for your, you know, your washing machine. Yeah. Um, you know, Wi-Fi app for your coffee machine, but you still have to load the beans in. Is, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that smart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah the, definitely the tablet um, uh, interface is, is definitely a, a nice, clean-looking um, uh, control, and it's, it's obviously easy for people to understand as well. So... I think the oldies would actually, um, once they actually see it, they'd, they'd appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. The One of the very first, I think it was a Maya 3, uh, when the Maya 3 came out, uh, I was over in Perth and um, I've gone out to site and I've spoken to this homeowner. He's just had it installed and he got right up close to the screen. He had his glasses on and he's touched it to wake it up and then he's like suddenly jumped backwards. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can see there's no symbols. It says, yeah. it says cool, eat, yeah. fair. Yeah. This is wonderful. Who designed this? Go figure. Um, so straight away, um, and that was a bit of an eye-opener for myself that didn't really think of it in the past that yeah. people would struggle with, you know, the little snowflake and the little sun symbol. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they absolutely love it. I mean, that's that's always been the bone of contention, hasn't it, for years, you know, trying to describe what a uh, snowflake looks like compared to the picture of a sun over the phone to a 75-year-old person is uh, it's difficult to do. Yeah, and as a, you know, an air conditioning contractor installer, you always get those calls every year where people say, oh, my system's not working and they've got it in the wrong mode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And homeowner, you know, literally just doesn't know. They just don't yeah. know what's going on. When you've got the Maya, like the whole color changes. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hard for them to get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, as Brad said, it's a, it's a very clean interface, and it's um, it's just it's, it's designed really well. With big numbers for the for the temperature display, and you know, it just the buttons look like they're in three dimension. It's just um, yeah, they've done really well there. Yeah, I think it's just the aircon. You know, the aircon installers. Me as an aircon installer, I love the exact airs. And the grills, like the plastic grills and that side of it, mm. um, it makes installation super easy. And then yep. from the product side, there's so many benefits, like you said, for the for the homeowner with the 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 GUI on the screen and what the screen looks like. The mm. graphics is all super easy. Yep. Being able to control it from their phone is, yeah, it's a winner. Yep, exactly. And and just from the just from the um, installer's point of view, and from the support side. Um, Having the ability to air balance the system from the from the actual tablet itself is just you know it's it's been a game changer. Yeah, I'm guessing you guys in the, how have you guys done it in the past? Like your air balancing. Yeah, we've always used manual damper blades in the past, but obviously um, that's all changed now. So 
Um, yep. It's great when uh, you know Mrs. Jones rings you and says, "Oh, I've got an air issue in the bedroom or whatever." You go yep. out there and it's uh, and it's a uh, smart controller where you can uh, you can adjust it through the control. It's it's beautiful. Yep. No yeah, climbing I'm, around up in the roof. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Going through doing um, like commercial, after commercial installations when I was um, an apprentice and after I finished my apprentice initially, apprenticeship initially. Um, and I'd often get into roofs and I'd see the old stick of 20 mil conduit folded in half and then cable yeah. tied. That's their air balancing and stuff there. You can yeah. put all the touch screen. That's right. Yeah. And so apart from uh, obviously air conditioning, Phil, and you've got the lights as well, what other what other uh, add-ons can we have with um, with my place? Yes, yeah, so it started off with my air um, and then sort of going back a year and a half ago, we added my lights, which was dimmable dimmable lighting um, so using our own LED lights and the whole concept behind that product was to create a, a dimmable uh, lighting product that actually works because the yeah. feedback from electricians was um, dimming LED lighting isn't reliable the lights flicker and that sort of thing and I think I think we nailed that we've, we've never had a, a light misbehave or anything they all dim flawlessly um, and then the the next goal was obviously to make the product more accessible well accessible to more people, so cheaper um, and, again, even easier to use. So the next step was MyPlace. Um, so you'll notice our My app is actually rebranded MyPlace now. Yep. So we sort of refer to the tablet as our MyPlace you know, tablet, our MyPlace my home hub. MyPlace, mm -hmm. um, you can have a, a multitude of things. So on the actual touchscreen itself, um, it, it behaves like a summary screen, the MyPlace tab. Yep. You'll have like, your aircon on there. If you've added it, you can have your garage door on there. So you, mm -hmm. you can control your garage door, which is definitely, well, by far, it's the most popular feature. Um, so I'm often on the other end of our um, our, our phone line um, from our marketing on TV. Yeah. Um, people are just calling through nonstop every day asking for garage door control. How do I, how do I control my garage door? Mm -hmm. um, they might be new customers or they might be um, people who've already got my ear installed, but they're all after the garage door. Yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, it's great for me at home. I'm, I often leave my driveway, you know, head off to work in the morning, get 15 minutes down the road and go, you know, I wonder if I shut the garage door. Yeah. Um, and before I drive all the way back, just to realize that, yes, I did shut the garage door and I just wasted half an hour. Yeah. You, can't um, check, you can't check that your iron's off, can you? Because my wife would really benefit from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure, sure there's an app for that. <laughs> it's got to be an app for it. <laughs> yeah. You need one of those energy usage monitors. Yeah, that's um, true. I had one of those and I'd get a notification every time she was doing something. You know? <laughs> Bit of um, so you've got your, you got your garage door. Um, you can also add onto it blinds. So put your blinds up or down, control it for with the MyPlace system. Yeah. Um, gates, so open and close maybe the front driveway to the gate. Um, and your lights, so the new, in, in the MyPlace, the latest version of it, it's uh, like lighting control just on or off so no dimming so the customer can bring their own lights so whether they're pendants or led down lights or led strip lights mm -hmm. um, and they can control it from our system so my lights one was our own lights and we did have a range of fittings and they're yeah. all dimmable and yeah. then when we go to, to my place um customer brings their own lights so yeah. there's no limit to to what they want to do there mm -hmm. um any any sort of that's under two and a half amps how does that work? Is that um, is that done through a little relay system that you wire into the the, the uh, lighting circuit uh, on on whatever circuit you want to be able to control? 
Yeah, so basically um, we've got, we call it the, the RM2 module, mm-hmm. um, so Relay Module 2, I guess. Um, inside that module, it's got basically six relays on a PC board. Um, each relay will have a common, normally open, normally closed terminal. Yep. And so generally, installation-wise, the installer will, from each of those relays, so the customer will select um, what switches they want to make smart in the home, so whether they're garage doors or lights. Then they'll run a green twin down to the light switch, and that'll get terminated on the switch mech. Mm-hmm. And then they'll run a white twin. Now that goes down the wall to the same switch, but it picks up the hard active and the actual switch wire that's going to the load, the light. Yeah. So we're essentially feeding 240 up into our module, switching it, and then sending it back to the light circuit. Right. Um, so there's no risk of mixed circuits there. You yep. could have loads on different circuits. All the neutrals and, and earths are terminated in the wall, so nothing changes, and the Sparky's wiring remains exactly as normal. Um, this just comes in on top of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's retrofitable, obviously. 100%. Yeah. Um, especially here in Queensland, we've got stud walls. Um, so, you know, pull off the light switch, get a yellow tongue up or get a yellow tongue down. Um, pull two twins back to the module, and that switch is done. It's made yep. smart. Um, we also do have retrofit options. Um, yeah, for I guess Queenslanders over here, where there's no cavity in the wall, um, or if you've got brick walls. Um, so in that case, all the wiring at the switch would remain exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and you would cut basically a four-one-three socket up uh, before the first light in the circuit. Um, right. you'd, you'd, you'd terminate in there, so you'd actually pick up the switch wire. You'd plug, we, we call it ADAP SW48. It's a little little PowerPoint module that you plug into the PowerPoint, and it just detects the voltage when the customer turns a light switch on. Mm-hmm. And that then sends a signal back to our relay module to turn the load on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely retrofitable. Um, in Queensland, it seems like the, the preferred method is just to run two twins from every light switch, um, providing there's roof space. Yeah. Uh, over in Perth and Adelaide, um, you know, it seems like the other method is the go because you get a lot of brick internal walls. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of, um, I mean, there's so much that's been included in these these tablets. Now, these are a fairly uh, typical sort of um, Android tablet. Um, so you can use it as a, a standard sort of or regular tablet. Is that is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I at home, the way I use mine, um, I use it as like my home controller. Um, so if someone's to come look after my house, um, say my mum's coming to look after the house, she's got full control of the lights, the aircon, um, you know, the sprinklers, every, everything's on there, the solar app for the solar panels on the roof, um, you know, your doorbell. So if you got, they've got those ring video doorbells on the market now. Yeah, um, to security, they're brilliant. Yep. For security, someone pushes the front door, I get a notification on my phone. Uh-huh. Notification comes up on the MyPlace tablet on the wall as well. Yeah. Um, so you don't even need to let the person at the door know that you're you're inside. Um, so, yeah, I use it to control pretty much everything in my house. Yeah. yeah. So just going back a step, um, when, when you, uh, let's say, load a garage door app or something like that, um, does that actually put a, um, a little uh, tab at the top of the MyPlace screen, does it? No. So if, you, if you're using a garage door like on our system, on the yeah. MyPlace system, uh, the installer will set a dip switch inside the module yeah. to tell the system what that load is. So if it's a garage door, a blind or a light yeah. um, or other, which could be a gate, and then they'll show up on the screen appropriately. So i.e. a garage door will show up and down. 
um, a blind will show up and down. And if you were to set a light, it'd show on or off. Um, if you were to set it up as um, like other, you'd have a choice on the screen. So you could actually set, select open or close in the case of a gate. Okay. Uh, with your other products like you spoke about, if you had like a, a garage door system that wasn't part of our product, um, as long as it had an Android app, you could download that app on the tablet. Yeah, and you just go into the app on the tablet to do the, the switching. That's right. Um, yep. So you, you'd open up your garage, whatever the garage door app's called, and you can control it from there. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the way I use mine at home um, as, a, as a sort of smart home is I tie it all together with, with the Google Home. Yep. Uh, so you've got all these smart products in your home, but there's nothing that's really great on the market that ties them all together. Mm. Um, and the Google Home is probably the closest thing you can get at, at this time, in my opinion. Yep. Um, so I can come home and say, okay, Google, I'm home. And I just have to run away from the speaker now because it's going to go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say, okay, Google, I'm home. And she'll turn all my lights on in the house, um, shut the garage door. Um, and she can start playing music in the alfresco or whatever you wanted to do. So you can tie those other products in. If you had like maybe a Philips Hue light in your bedside table or something like that, you yep. could get it to a certain brightness at a certain you know hue or color. Yep. Um, and it could happen automatic, all automatically, just based on that one command. I'm home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, it'll do. Um, at the moment with Google Home, it'll run your My Welcome scene and your My Goodbye scene on your My Play system. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you'll be able to run those two scenes with your voice. Um, and then you can tie whatever you want into those scenes. So like, as I said before, the My Welcome scene at home turns my lights on um, and it'll open my garage door. So when I pull in the driveway, I can say to my phone, okay, Google, I'm home. Lights will turn on, garage door will open, drive the car in, happy days. Yeah. Um, so, and my goodbye, I set that up so everything turns off, but the front porch light stays on um, or feature lights or whatever you want. Yeah. The other two things it can do is turn your aircon on or off. Yeah. Um, so I think eventually we'd like to see more granular control where we can control, you know, other scenes or individual things. Mm -hmm. um, but at this stage, we've got those four commands that you can use. Yeah. And is it is it um, available? For, it's obviously a reverse cycle we're talking, but is it, is it still compatible with other um, forms like your gas heating and, you know, anything else? Yeah. Yeah, so it is available with the gas gas heating add-on cooling systems. Yep. Uh, I believe guys down in Melbourne do that a bit. Um, so I'm not too sure on the brands off the top of my head, but it does. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely compatible with those systems. Um, and the guys are using it down in Melbourne quite a bit. Yeah, I think one of the things I like also um, is that uh, being that the tablet's obviously connected to the internet, uh, it can it can update its own software. Is that is that something that does automatically? Uh, yeah, much like your phone. Yep. Um, so as long as you've got a, a Google account, or if you're on an Apple phone, you'll have your Apple ID. Um, so as long as you've got an account on the tablet, uh, on the Maya tablet, the apps will come through and updates uh, will come through automatically. So if there's any new features or anything like that, they'll roll through automatically. Yeah, um, okay. So... Yeah. And I, be I believe um, from your end, if, if uh, let's say, there uh, was a customer having some issues... And they called up your um, your uh, helpline. Um, yeah. is, is that something you can you can go into their, their controller from your end and make some adjustments if you think it's ne uh, necessary? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think before I spoke about I spoke about the smart home and how people thought it was techie and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think what what our goal is is to make the smart home helpful 
So you know, more of the helpful home sort of concept. Um, so if someone does have a problem, there's a human they can speak to and get and get help, yeah. whether that be over the phone. Um, we'll often try and resolve it over the phone. If we can't resolve it, then we'll offer the client, hey, are you happy if we log into your system and give you a hand? Um, they'll give us a PIN number off their touch screen. Yeah. And once they give us that PIN number, we'll then be able to log in and see exactly what they're seeing so we can help them. And it may be just something as simple as an app update. They're trying to get something to work. We'll run through, manually check for updates, let it do its updates and, and problem resolved. So. And your, your support team, they're actually in Australia, aren't they? Yeah, so we share the share the workload between Queensland and, and Perth. Yeah. Um, so in, in years gone by, we did have a separate support team for Perth and, and Queensland and the different states. Um, going back sort of what, two and a half years ago now, we've brought that all into into sort of one support team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, primarily it's based in Perth, um, but we do share the load here and there, and they're open from 8 a.m. or Queensland time, 8 a.m. Queensland time to 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so and that's that's really there for the installers who are who are out there. They're putting the product. They get to the end of the day. You know something doesn't go their way. They've still got someone they can call and speak to, and not have to say to the home owner, "Hey, wait, we're going to have to come back Monday because we can't get in touch with anyone." Yeah, yeah it's pretty important that. And particularly when Absolutely. you've got the older older client who you know might get a little bit frazzled by the idea of technology, and you know to be able to dial in, as Brad said, and and um, you know do it from the back end is um, is a huge bonus, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, you're like we've got lots of great fridges out there in the field. Um, mm. They know their stuff. They know what they're doing. Um, but the air conditioning world, and especially the residential, is moving more into the technology world. Yeah. Um, those two worlds are colliding. Um, and so we've got our, our, our fridges on, on site put, doing the job, putting it in. A technology question comes up, um, and that's why that helpline's there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, with the uh, with the tablet, is there a, is there a couple of different sizes, or is it just the one? I think that's an eight inch tablet, the standard one, is it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we've got an eight inch and an upgraded model with uh, goes up to a ten inch. Um, oh. So it's uh, it's it looks really cool on the wall. The ten inch, uh, the buttons are even bigger. Um, so yeah, I had I had a good story uh, about about the ten inch. So I was at a customer's house, um, and he said, "I've got a problem." The problem is um, my, my dad's at home, he's critically ill, and mum has to look after him. Um, and she, I, I'm working in Dubai, and I need to be able to see the medication that she's giving dad. Yeah. So I need to be able to help her with that. Is there anything we can do so I can get a bigger screen or something? So we upgraded her to a 10-inch or him to a 10-inch tablet. Yeah. And then they were able, once, once we set up Skype on the tablet, Skype yeah. or Google or whatever we set up for her, mm-hmm. Um, she was then able to call her son, who was over in Dubai working, to check that she was giving the hubby the right medication. Um, and the main problem being is when, when he'd try and call mum to check, she could never find a phone or couldn't answer because the buttons weren't big enough. Yeah. Um, so she's got this 10-inch screen on the wall now. She couldn't miss it. When he called, that button was so big on the screen yeah. that she could talk to him. His problem was solved. He happily paid to upgrade the screen. He was absolutely stoked. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, also, I, I've noticed that um, these, uh, you know, you look at uh, some of the current builds and it might not always be possible to have one large system. Now, these um, can connect up to multiple uh, ducted units. Um, just yep. tell us about, about that, uh, Phil. Yeah, so recently um, 
we had Maya Plus come out, so which is just an expansion of Maya, yeah. and that allows you to have up to four four units all connected together to run off the one tablet. Um, and they could be varying brands, can't they? They could be any brand, yeah, any of our compatible brands um, that are out there. Um, you can have four of them. Uh, they could be standalone ductants, or they could be like a Dakin VRV. Um, so you could have, you know, one outdoor unit, four indoors, yeah. all run off our tablet. Or you could have, you know, one outdoor, five indoors. Hmm. Now, the limitation there would be you have four on the Maya and you have one on a Dakin controller. Yeah. So, so depending, on, depending on the actual installation. So it, it's flexible in that way. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's tested. If you're going to with VRV models, it's tested with Dakin and Samsung. Yeah. Uh, VRV. Um, but in regards to one-on-one ductors, you can use any of our compatible brands. Hmm. And just um, looking at, um, or oh, many years ago, um, air conditioning, when, when someone was building a house, air conditioning was almost one of those optional extras. And now it's sort of uh, almost mandatory that it's part, part of the build. Um, do you see, see things heading that way in terms of home automation? 100%, yeah. So with, with the launch of my place recently, uh, there's been big, huge interest from builders. Um, so we're out there seeing electricians and builders every day. Um, and there's been a huge rush to get them into display homes. Um, so they, they want the lighting controls. I think it's an expectation from people. There's something, there's something more than just light switches in homes these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as soon as it's like a snowball effect, once you get one of these, these builders on board and they're, they're using the product in their homes, then the rest of them follow. They're all looking for an edge. So. Um, definitely, definitely, I think it's going to be at its. It, we've already seen it. It's it's becoming a standard in some homes. Builders are out there giving you know a my place module away, yeah. like one one module with their homes. So as a standard inclusion, um, so it's actually out there and it's happening already. Yeah, yeah. And what, I was going to say what, uh, what. So what's your um, your biggest market? Is it uh, is it Queensland or is it? Um, is it Perth or I know, I know it's just uh, in the infancy in, in uh, Adelaide. Yep. I think I'm scared to answer that question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because if I, if I say Perth, I'm going to get trouble off all, all our guys in Queensland. Yeah. If I say Perth, all the guys in Perth are going to start hating us. Fair enough. <laughs> so Queensland that's... and Perth would be uh, your, t- your biggest market then. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, good answer. Perth, Perth would be the larger of the what, two. What about um, the uh, east east coast, like the well, New South Wales and Victoria? Are they taking it on? Yeah, so we're we're in uh, New South Wales. Um, yep. It's quite a small operation in New South Wales, and I think it's totally totally different market down there. Yeah. Um, even in regards to to aircon, I grew up in in New South Wales, um, and down there, like, it's almost like they want to have two forty volt light switches and a barrel damper. Really? Yeah. Right. Uh, it seems that it's, it, was, it was definitely that way when I was doing my apprenticeship. Uh, but, I mean, we've got a presence down there now. Uh, people are buying it, so we're selling the controls and everything down there. Um, I think it's a lot slower in New South Wales. Okay, so um, where do you think things are heading? With all this coming on board so quick and so fast now, it's almost like it's just a tsunami of these options coming through. What, what do you, where do you see things happening in the, in the future there, Phil? Uh, in regards to like smart home or yeah, I think so. Yeah, are we, are we going to be getting rid of the tablet altogether and going to be just voice purely automation? to voice? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I think, like I said before, I think there's too many products that have an app. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to see a reduction in the number of products. 
um, that have simply just got an app. And we're going to start seeing, I guess, similar to what we're doing with my place, you're going to start seeing products being integrated to one another. So they all work together as one. Nothing, nothing with smart home really works as one right now, no matter if you're a Google user or a Lexel user. Um, nothing really works perfectly as one. You can't have all the things you want. Yeah. Uh, it becomes difficult. You've got to, you've got to navigate the sm- whole smart home tech. You've got to keep up to date with it um, and work out what products talk well together with one another and whatnot. The difference with our system is like, we've got those main products all in the one app. Yeah. Um, so I think you're going to see, you know, whatever whatever happens out there, whoever it is, we're going to start seeing a movement towards one type of system or one type of interface. Yeah. Um, and it could very well be voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it might be voice. To me, like, when I get home, just using those voice controls um, is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, don't need, I don't need to pull my phone out. You know, I just say I'm home and everything's the way I like it. Mm. It's pretty pretty uh, clever, the old Google, I reckon. It is, definitely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, Maybe well, too clever. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, <laughs> you guys are definitely heading in the right direction and um, we're seeing some, some fantastic equipment coming out uh, from you guys. And, uh, yeah, so, um, but with that keep, said, keep, Brad, keep it going. Keep it yeah. going, yeah. yeah. I think it's that time. It's that time. It is that time. Okay. All right. So here we are. Uh, we are at the keeping it cool in the hot seat segment. And uh, for those playing at home, this is where we put a minute or two on the clock. Um, and we're going to just ask Phil your uh, shortest possible answers. And um, we're going to start the clock. Now. Now. NRL or AFL, Phil? NRL. What's your favourite team? Bulldogs. Beer, wine, spirits or all three? Uh, rum. Now, if you could name a favourite, what would it be? Uh, rum. <laughs> Anyone in particular? Oh, Bundy, 100%. Bundy. Good. That's <laughs> what I'm for. You can tell you're from Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about rum. Uh, if you could cha- change one movie into a musical, what would it be? Uh, one for Warriors. Nice. What uh, one thing you will not share? Uh, my Bitcoin key. Uh, <laughs> well <awesome>. done. <laughs> um, who was your worst teacher at school? Uh, Miss Dummer. Oh, I hated that woman. Uh, your celebrity crush? Cardi B. <laughs> if you had to give up brushing your teeth or brushing your hair, what would it be, please? Teeth, 100%. Teeth? Pineapple, yeah. on, pe- pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yep. 100%. Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. Uh, what set of items would you buy that would make the cashier uncomfortable? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 I have no idea. I, I, I'm not going to add anything to no, that. No, either. you, you really well. uh, The worst name you ever heard? Uh, Bo. Bo. If you <laughs> don't like Bo, I don't know why I just don't like that. As an arrow? Or... <laughs> uh, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Steak. Seinfeld or Big Bang Theory? Neither. What's the favourite movie? Uh, what's the first movie that made you cry? Uh, I don't think I have. No. No, never. Mom, you know. please share it. Mine was Bambi, I think. <laughs> uh, you're about to go into battle. What song comes onto your soundtrack in your mind? Uh, sick by Slipknot. Oh, nice. Okay. Your favourite swear word? <laughs> 
You're guilty. Uh, and your porn star name? Uh, it would be Tiger Dobell. Uh, <laughs> very attractive name, that. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and that's the uh, the buzzer, mate. So you've done very well there. Thank you for uh, for, for those answers. Yeah, you, right. Uh, hit him out the park. You so, survived. Well, you've survived. Yeah. I survived. Yeah. By the way, I'm not from Queensland. I'm a, I'm a blue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> And um, you drink their drinks. <laughs> I drink my drinks and I work here. That's still yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, done. Yeah. well, thanks, Phil, uh, for coming on today. We really appreciate uh, your time, taking time out your day to do this. So um, we're going to put a, uh, a link in the show notes to uh, Advantage Air so people can jump on there and have a look. Awesome. Uh, but um, just want to say, uh, yeah, thanks again. So um, don't forget to check out our social media pages, guys, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as airconditioningpodcast.com. But until next week... Uh, how do you say it? Is the video same? That was terrible. I don't think I got that right. <laughs> Catch you later, guys. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.